0: Sports Talk, Talk New, York New York with your, your hosts, hosts, Mark, Mark Rosenman, Rosenman and, and AJ Carter. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and AJ.
1: Joining us now is a man whose amazing journey began decades ago when at 17 years of age he was caught spraying graffiti on a wall at Yankee Stadium by New York Yankees owner George Steinbrenner. As fate would have it, the boss decided against putting him in jail and instead offered him a second chance, making him the bat boy for the greatest franchise in sports history. He was propelled into a dream job, sharing the dugout with the Bronx Zoo team of the 70s. He became a positive influence in the fiery clubhouse that included manager Billy Martin, superstar Red. Jackson, legendary Thurman Munson, and for the next 40 years, he shared, 35 years actually, he shared a unique and special relationship with owner George Steinbrenner until the boss's passing in 2010. His life is and was the subject of a great book, Yankee Miracles, Life with the Boss and the Bronx Bombers, which has been adapted into a new play, which will be here on Long Island at the Argyle Theater in Babylon on Sunday, June 24th. AJ and I are looking forward to being in attendance that night, that afternoon to see it. It is a, welcome, it is a pleasure to welcome back Ray Negron to WLIA Sports Talk New York. He's been on our show Ray. live at Relish and also when his book first came out, so it is a pleasure to welcome Ray back. Welcome, Ray.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate
1: it. It, It's always our pleasure. For, For those in our audience who might not know your story, which was told so well in your book, Yankee Miracles' Life with the Boss and the Bronx Bombers, take us back to that summer of 1973 when you and some of your buddies and your cousins took the D train to Yankee Stadium and the event that would happen next that would change your life forever.
2: Well, I, I, I was dared into doing uh, an NY. I wanted, you know, uh, some graffiti and they, uh, what I wanted to do was an NY. What they wanted me to write was something else. But, uh, so anyway, in the process of doing that NY, uh, I got caught. Uh, I was taken to a holding cell at the old Yankee Stadium, getting ready to be sent to the 44th precinct. And then for whatever the reason, the man that caught me came back, said, give me the kid. They dragged me to the Yankee locker room. Next thing you know, they're giving me a uniform, and I was working off the damages by being the Yankee bad boy that night.
1: Unbelievable.
2: That's unbelievable. A- that, yeah, and, and the book and is phenomenal. I, wow. and, and
1: the book covers so much ground. How much of that book and, and the various Yankee teams that you have seen over the years, how much of that makes it into the play?
2: Uh, You you know, not even half of what I have lived was able to make the book. So you can can imagine what I wasn't able to use in the play. However, there were certain things in the play that I didn't actually put in the book because I was being, you know, the boss was still alive and I was being, you know, extra nice and it was respectful and it was, you know, it was my love letter to him. You see what I'm saying? So let, yeah.
0: let's talk about this play versus other versions there's the HBO movie Teo Poppy based loosely on, on your life, life Right. there was the still I would assume in the works musical with Jose Feliciano writing the music and this what happened how did this come about and fitting in with the other two versions of oh. you and your life
2: well actually what happened was I was I was having lunch with Chaz Palminteri who who I idolized, and he's always, you know, he's always compared his story to mine's with the boss. And the boss always loved that. And the boss was the one that actually introduced me to Chaz Palminteri some 25, 30 years ago, and we've been friends ever since. So we were having lunch about three months ago, I guess, and Chaz says, Ray, you're getting too old Mike Tyson did it on Broadway. If he can do it, you (laughs) sure as hell can, and you better do it soon. And uh, during spring training, I I started to try to get into shape because Chaz told me that it was going to be strenuous mentally, physically, and spiritually. So after spring training, I I, I got together with him again, and I told him I was going to give it a shot. So he's been giving me some pointers, uh, and... uh, W- ready to go. So, so, this,
1: this, so is this is a one-man one play, It's similar yeah. to
2: what? It, 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 let me let me put it. What's different from my play, as opposed to Chas's play, A Bronx Tale, is that uh, uh, it's a one-man sh- uh, show. However, however, I have probably about a dozen actors that will be playing out different parts. When I talk about Reggie and and Billy and Fenway Park the fans could see it, but they couldn't hear it. So I bring in actors to play those roles so that you could hear Reggie Jackson calling Billy Martin a son of a... You can hear Billy calling Reggie Jackson a mother. You you can hear all the variables. You can hear the boys cry. And you can hear the team break down. You can hear Thurman Munson going after Reggie. But then again, you can hear Reggie and Thurman telling each other how much they they did love each other.
1: Which is interesting so, because there was—I'm um, trying to remember the name of it now. I, you know, well, you I'm know, since the Bronx.
0: I, Bronx. I mean, it started as a one-man show. Yeah, the Bronx. And, stuff, and but that, there was that, also... it became a movie, and then became the musical. There now.
1: was also the same people that did Lombardi and Rocky. Yeah. There was a a Yankee show. I think it might have been called Bronx Bombers, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. I, yeah. Which I saw that, and I vowed, I vowed that there's no way that I would let my story my my play be like that because I was extremely disappointed at what I saw there. It should have been beautiful and it wasn't and the end uh, the my story my play in in dealing with the rehearsals every day is beautiful it's incredible it's wonderful and you if you don't cry and if you don't laugh, then you know what I think you died. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, for, for those of our audience who don't know this, the Argyle Theater in Babylon is the newest addition to the Long Island theater scene. Uh, it's sort of the South Shore version of the Angman Theater in Northport. The, it was a father and son, I think, uh, refurbished the old movie theater on Main Street in Babylon, and they're bringing in professional theater. I think the first production was Guys and Dolls, which is just about ending now. Uh, they're bringing in equity actors and professional theater companies. So how did you end up Is this, first of all, is this the world premiere of it? And how did you end up at the Argyll Theater in Babylon?
2: Uh, You know what was funny? My wife was walking out of the bank one day, and the owner of the place was talking to her about the fact that he's a Yankee fan, and he used to know a guy that worked for the Yankees by the name of Ray Negron, who who he hadn't seen in 46 years. (laughs) And she says, that's my husband. (laughs) <laughs> and he was in shock, he went and got, she told him about the book, he went and got the book, and next thing you know, we're talking about doing my my play there. I, I have been asked to do it at different venues throughout the city, but because I live in Babylon, I thought that, man, this is the place to do it uh... if you're really interested in my play if you really want to take it to broadway if you really want to make a movie out of it then you're gonna come then you're gonna get your ass out to Babylon and watch it there first
1: how nervous are you for this i mean obviously you take a look at your body of work you've done so much and this is not your foray your first you know dipping your toe in the water as far as theater. I mean you've done you've done books, you've done movies. So this is not your your first rodeo, but this like you said, you know, speaking to Charles Terry who said, "Right, you're not getting any younger in a one man show and, and you know, emotional roller coaster, it, it's a tough thing. How nervous are you for the twenty fourth for the premiere?
2: I'm I'm not nervous, however, I know that on many occasions throughout the play, I'm going to cry a lot because I still miss Thurman Munson, how much I still miss Bobby Mercer. I I cry every day over the loss of George Steinbrenner who was my savior next to God and 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 watched out for me and you know like and I'll never forget the day that I said to George "Uh, uh, if it wasn't for you I probably would be dead today and he said no. No, because when I saw you, when I looked into your eyes, I knew that your story was already written. And that was, like, unbelievable coming from him.
1: Well, you take a look at, you know, saying, George saying that your story has already been written. You, you look at the amazing things that have come from your relationship with George and the Yankees. Your work as a community consultant for the Yankees, your founding of Hanks Yanks, a, a not-for-profit computer, uh, competitive youth travel baseball team for underprivileged kids ages 10 through 18, which is sponsored by the Yankees, co-owner Hank Steinbrenner. Uh, You've published four children's books. Your first book, The The Boy of Steel, was number two on the New York Times bestseller list, currently displayed at the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Your third book, One Last Time, Goodbye to Yankee Stadium, reached number one on Amazon's bestseller list. Uh, You produced an animated feature film, Henry and Me, which included Richard Gere, Cindy Lauper, Chad's Spamontari, Danny Aiello, Paul Simon providing the voices. And now your life is being turned into a play. I don't even know if George, looking into your eyes and said that your story has already been written, could imagine one third of that, let alone everything that's happened. What about you?
2: Um, my life has been so weird, so spiritually weird, that you know I, I I I can't doubt anything that ever happens because you just don't know, you know and. Hey, I'm not a rich man by no means, but you know I'm rich from the standpoint of that I've been so blessed that whatever good happens to me, I know I can use it to help others. And that's the, that's the best thing that, I, that I'm happy about. That's the one thing that I'm really happy about.
1: So now, of all those things that I mentioned, the books, the, the, the movies, the community consultant for the Yankees, Hank's Yanks, which of those things that I mentioned makes Ray Negron the most proud?
2: What you didn't mention. Your son? And that and that is, and that is that I have four four of the most incredible kids in the world. Two of them are police officers. One was drafted by the Toronto Blue or the Atlanta Braves actually and played for the Toronto Blue Jays organization and one was the New York State light heavyweight champion. But my pride and joy is my daughter who is like the strongest person that I know and even though I I I showed more affection to the boys because they were boys she was always there and always understood and the one day when she was going to have an operation for like a something in her throat when she was uh, like six years old she wouldn't let them operate until I I, I, she heard from me so I mean that's you know how blessed could I be
1: your son it's very interesting because um... My son knows him from when they worked together at Matt Giuliani's, and he went on, like you said, be drafted by the Atlanta Braves and you know was in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. How much did that hurt, though, being drafted by the Braves and then in the Toronto Blue Jays organization as opposed to being drafted by the Yankees?
2: Uh, no, that didn't hurt at all because <laughs> you, uh, uh, the Yankees at one point had offered to sign him, and he wouldn't sign with the Yankees because he knew it would have been a favor to me you understand and and I was very proud of him of that like Reggie Jackson called him Randy Levine our team president was right there and uh, and 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 I explained to Reggie and to and to Randy why he wouldn't sign with them and they both said the hell with that he's gonna sign with us but my son just wouldn't do it and you know what? Uh, I love the fact that he's going to be a police officer now, and uh, his his brother is a police officer. His brother's actually the union delegate for the Suffolk Police, and uh, I, you know, to, that he wants to do that with his life. You know, I I'm, I'm very proud because I'm a big advocate for the police. George Steinbrenner started the Silver Shield, and uh, God bless everybody that puts their lives on the line every single day for us, and they're, and they're so unappreciated.
1: So uh, I'm assuming that on June 24th at 2.30 at the Argyle yeah. Theater that A.J. and I are not going to be the most famous people in the audience. Yeah. I, I have a feeling there's <laughs> going to be a, a nice contingent of, of ex-Yankees there. Um, you know, you you say... You know, well, not- let, let, you know
2: what? Let me let me <laughs> let you in on something. One of one of the players, because he still looks like a player, and, and I wanted I wanted a guy that was there with Thurman and Reggie and all that, and meant a lot to the team at the George Steinbrenner to be a part of the ensemble group. And so, in essence. I signed Mickey Rivers to be one oh, of the wow, players. That's wow. favorite.
1: Wow. Okay. So Mickey Rivers is going to be there on stage. Okay. Mickey
2: uh, Rivers is going to be on stage playing Mickey Rivers. You're going to actually see him in at bat on stage. You're going to see Billy Martin and an umpire go at it <laughs> after a situation. And let me just say another thing. the uh, The guy that's going to play Bobby Mercer, was the Phantom of the, uh, the second Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, Karen Sheehan? So I mean, how, how blessed am I?
1: Who was the toughest guy to cast? You know, I, you know, to live up to Billy Martin arguing with an umpire. Right. That that's that's a, a tough role to pull off. But who was the toughest guy to to find someone to to actually play? You know, a certain Yankee.
2: Uh, Billy Martin, no yeah. question <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you had to have the, the body. The voice, the the the, the he, I, I needed to get a real actor to play that. I was trying to get. To, I I initially wanted to get his son because he looked so much like his father, you know what I'm saying? But he got scared, and I can't afford scared in this place. So I went with a, a real actor who knew the history of the Yankees, and, and is not a, a, a and you know he's an actor, so he's not going to be afraid to do whatever he's got to do to look at to turn into Billy Martin.
0: So this is a, a one day performance. Do you have any other performances booked at other theaters?
2: Not not yet. But I'm not going to do that until I uh, until I get the uh, until I, I read what the reporters had to say about it.
0: Ooh, waiting for wait to hear what the critics have to say.
1: We we, look know, that, for, we uh, listen. We uh, AJ and I will be going directly from the theater. Right? To, is that that's the twenty fourth? Four twenty fourth. Yeah. Is the Sunday? Right. So yeah. we're, we're going to be going directly from the theater to here.
0: Well, you will. I, I have to go someplace oh, first.
1: Oh, you'll go. So, so we, will be, we might <laughs> yeah. be the, first, yes, might be the first media to actually review it, because yeah. we're coming directly from the show right on air. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, I'm sure you must be. It has got to be a tremendous thrill to see a, a book come to life on the stage. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best of luck, and we're looking forward to seeing you on the 24th.
2: You're going to okay. love the kids that are in this play also. And, and, and people don't understand that Thurman Munson loved music. We always had music in the clubhouse, always. And that was very big. Thurman was big on Soul Train. He loved watching Soul <laughs> Train, but he loved Neil Diamond to death. That was his hero. So you're going to hear a lot of great stuff.
1: Where can people that are listening now that want to get tickets to the show, if it's not a race sold out, where can they find the tickets?
2: at ArgyleTheatre.com ArgyleTheatre.com or go right down there, go into Batalon Village, pick it up and you can see me at the Bunger Surf Shop. <laughs>
1: awesome. Okay. All right, Ray, we will see you two weeks from tonight. Is uh, yeah.
2: right? yeah. So we'll
1: see you then. Have a happy Father's Day and then we'll see you then.
2: Hey, okay. uh, a thank you to Teresa Bunger and Charlie Bunger. Please get well. I'm praying for you. Her dad has just had surgery and uh, they're the greatest people in the world, and she's a great
1: wife. All right. Okay. Best of luck to her, Dad, and we will see you in two weeks. Yeah. Ray Nagran, uh, it's Bat okay. Boy, the Argyle Theater. Yeah.